Well, a year ago, when I um, spoke on Mother's Day, there was no one in this room. So it was a little bit different. And so I just have to say, I like it better having you here. <laughs> it's a little easier talking to faces than to just a camera. So thank you for coming this morning. I appreciate it. Also, I'm just going to start out with a couple um, quotes that I saw on my Instagram feed, and I thought they were really, really good. They weren't today. They were a couple days ago, or actually some of them might have even been older. But um, they just stood out to me on the importance of what we do as parents, but today we're, we're talking specifically about mothers. This is by someone named Zuby. The older I get, the more I'm convinced the greatest form of activism is, raise, is raising of decent children. Now, I would take that a step further and say raising godly children. And Frederick Douglass said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. You know, it's so easy, you know, as um, parents to negate what you're doing, just to think this isn't important. This isn't meaning a whole lot. You know, the workplace is so much more valuable you know, making a product for somebody to use or whatever, you can a lot of times put more emphasis on that than raising your children. But it is not true. And what we do with our children is so important. And so if we can put up Titus 2, 4, uh, the New Living Translation, it says, these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. It goes on, says some other things, but I want to focus on that because I um, now I'm starting to fall into the older women category and I, <laughs> I'm realizing, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I have a child that's in college, one that's about to graduate high school, and you know, two that are still in middle school. But you start to see things, and you start to notice things. I'm of that age to start to see cycles of things. I've seen things that were tried, and I'm starting to see the results of those things. You know, there's a lot of experiments that are going on with children today. There's no example of where that road is going. That is an experiment. I would not want to go down on that path. I'd rather try and I'd rather do something that is tried and true and has good results than to try to, you know, go along. You know, I can remember, well, actually, I don't really remember this because I was born during this time, but I remember people telling, you know, in the 70s, there was a lot trying to go away from disciplining your children. You know, the word would be spanking, and you weren't supposed to spank your children. And there was this, over the years, you see um, just the moms. You know, you don't need to just work on being with your children. That's not as valuable. I can remember, you know, growing up in college, and it wasn't even a thought to stay at home as a mom because that wasn't as cool as to go out and do other things. And I just, you can see what's happening in our society. <laughs> 
things have just been this roller coaster into decline. And why is that? Because the place and the value of a mother has been diminished. It is not seen to be as important as it was years ago. It's not valued. And we think, oh, well, we're valuing and esteeming women more. In an extent, yes, we are. But on the other hand, we're also saying that the things that are innate in women are not as important. It's innate in a woman to love and to cherish and to um, put into their children. And, uh, you know, there's not, there came a point in um, our marriage when I first married Jim I never um, planned on being a stay-at-home mom, and I'm not just talking about stay-at-home moms, but I'm just sharing my journey right now. And um, when we were first talking about things, you know, I had all intention to just go into the workforce. You know, I wanted to travel and sing and do that kind of stuff, and um, that was my mentality the whole time. And there came a point when I began to realize what value am I giving to somebody else that is, not, that is more important than what I'm putting into my children? What is it that is more important than the legacy and the upbringing of my children? And it really, you know, made me have to pause for a moment and think about this. And thankfully, we had good pastors that kind of shared some thoughts, shared some, put some things into my heart, um, and God was able to use that and began to cause me to see things differently about the importance of being a mother. And honestly, I was just, you know, I don't know why I had a good mother, so I don't know why I, I just didn't value it as much in the beginning. I think part of it was because of the training and the upbringing. You go to school, you're, you're in these classes that are training you to do something outside of the home, and uh, it's training your mind, it's training the way that you think things, and then you go off to college, and again, you're training for a profession. And all along, there are not necessarily people telling you the value and the place and the importance of what it is to be a mother or maybe even to be a father. You see all the credits and the accolades that go for people that, you know, you get money, you get awards, you get all sorts of different things that are in um, the workplace that you don't get in the home, you know? And then if you are... If you have um, a spouse that's, you know, not super supportive of what you are doing, it's easy for them to be critical, not realizing what all the mom is doing all day long, you know, trying to raise the children. Sometimes that, you, you can see why people have gone away from the importance of what the mother is doing is because if they didn't, if they didn't have the pats on the back, if they didn't have the, hey, good job, I'm so proud of you, you know, uh, sometimes it's just easier to go outside 
And then when you're dealing with your children and maybe they're not doing the things that you would like for them to do, you're like, maybe I would be better and let somebody else <laughs> take care of them during the day. You, you can go into a classroom and you see one teacher and she's got 20 kids, 25 kids, and she has them all under control. And you're like, she is so much better than this. You know, the devil will lie to you. <laughs> he will tell you, you know, that person would be a much better influence on your child than you will. And so this morning, I just want to encourage mothers, you know, because you're not going to get it in a lot of places. And so it needs to be encouraged in the church. It needs to be, your, what you are doing needs to be valued. It needs to be honored. It needs to be esteemed. And you know what? If it is not taught to the young mothers, they in turn will not teach it to the next generation. And you know what? I believe that that's part of the reason we're in the situation we are today is because mothers, older women, were not saying to the younger women. And the younger women were not wanting to listen to the older women. And so there was this breakdown into how things should be done and how things should, you know, it, so we're going to go and experiment and we're going to say, hey, this, I want to try this way because I don't really like that way. And so you, there may have been things that were, you know, sometimes I think you see and you, I've heard of stories where maybe parents were too strict and they did things maybe even abusive. That is not God. He did, he did not author uh, abuse in the homes. But at the same time, you don't want to go the other way and then throw out everything to go and try this. Okay, well, whatever happens, we're just going to let our kids figure out life for themselves. Well, you know what? We're seeing what happens when kids figure out life for themselves. You can't let a kid decide at two years old what they want to wear because... You know what? They don't know that cold means I can't wear a swimsuit. You know, we have to train them. That's our job as parents. And so this morning, I just want to say, know your place. Know your value. You are so valuable. This is for moms, but it's also for dads. You are so valuable in the home. You know, there's two things that I want to get across today. Number one is there is nothing greater in the world than being a mom. There is nothing else you can do that will mean more to you at the end of the day than being a mom, than putting into your children. There is no one that has a greater influence on your children than you as parents. The mom and dad have the greatest influence on their children, or it should be that way. You don't want to give this role to the schools. You don't want to give this role to coaches, especially not to your children's peers. You don't want them the ones that are having the most uh, influence on your children. You want it to be you as a godly parent having the most influence on your children. And the second thing is there is nothing that you want more than being in heaven with your children. There is no amount of money. There's no amount of things. 
There's no amount of fun that you can do here on earth that is going to be better than being with your children eternally. That is so important, and I think it's easy to lose sight of that. It is so easy to get caught up in everything that's going on, the pressures and you know, just the way that society sees things. It's so easy to go down that path and lose sight of what is important. And we need to start encouraging our young moms. What you do is important. What you are putting into your children is valuable. And so uh, we are in a war. I, I, I really want to get that across. We are in a fight. It is not just one of those things that you just sit back and let your children be and do whatever they want to do because you know what? If you're not fighting for them, the devil is. And let's look at um, 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. The devil is not messing around. He's not joking around with this. He is active. He is pursuing your children. He is after them. And if we are not aware of his tactics, he's going to win. And so today I want to explain what some of those tactics are. We want to be on guard as parents, as mothers, knowing what his devices are. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You have to resist him. You have to steadfast in the faith, knowing what, that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in all the world. It's not just here in the United States that uh, the devil is going after children. He's going after children everywhere, all over this earth, because you know what? If he can get them, he's going to infect the next generation. And so it is so important for us, what you're doing, what you are putting into your children doesn't just affect your children, it affects your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren. And it is so important that we see what we're doing for what it is. It is valuable. It is important. And the devil will try to make you feel insignificant. Have you ever noticed that? He will try to, he will compare you in your thoughts to somebody else. Well, they did it, right? Look at you. You are such a mess up. He will put things in your head. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. And I'm going to go through some of those lies that he will give you as a parent because we have to be aware of his tactics. If we are going to fight, if we are going to win, we have to know what we're up against. Here's some of the things that he may tell you, and you have to talk back to those thoughts that he will bring into your head. Of course, he will never say, this is the devil, and I'm going to tell you this. He will make it as if it is your thoughts, the way that you, you know, this is something you're thinking, or maybe a pressure that you feel. So here's one of them. I don't want to take, I don't want to make my kids go to church. I tried and they just don't want to go. I'm so tired of the fight. I have heard that from people inside church, outside of church. I have heard that so much, especially since I've moved here. I just, I don't want to make my kids go to church. And uh, 
we have to combat that thought, say it out loud, shout it from the mountain, that I will not lie down and let the devil win. If you don't want, if you want to just uh, let them stay at home, you're, you're just like, okay, I give up. You want to do that? Okay. No, the, the Bible says that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. While they are inside your house, they serve the Lord. Amen. That has to be our mentality. That ha Okay, you're under my roof. You are serving God. It's not a question. It's not a, let's talk about this and, and converse and let me hear why you don't want to go to church. Because you know what? The devil is active. He is trying to get them to not want to go to church. So you communicating with it just makes it greater in their mind. No, as for me and my house, you give them the scripture. Look, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Another thought he um, may give you is, I think my child should decide what he or she believes. I've heard that a lot. We have to talk back and say, no, I will not let the teachers or TikTok or music speak beliefs into my children while I stay silent. We cannot stay silent letting them hear all this other stuff. We have to teach them the Bible. We have to show them why they believe what they believe. We cannot, if we stay silent, what is out there? If they're not hearing it from, who, from you, who are they going to hear it from? They may hear it on a Sunday or a Wednesday, depending on what you got. They have to hear it from you. It is a war, and the devil is using everything. Have you heard the lyrics to songs out there? <laughs> Do you know that music is such a powerful tool? It goes over and over. It's meditating on some ungodly thought that you go over and over and over and over in your head. It is so important what we listen to, what we're putting in. We are programming ourselves by the music we listen to by the things that we constantly watch whether it's on instagram TikTok, snapchat youtube there is so much stuff out there and you know what I'll, some of it is being used by god people are are in those venues but you know what a lot of those ads that they put in there with those things are not used of god they are influenced by the devil to get you to go and uh um, click on it, look at it for this kind of thoughts to be going into your head. The devil is on a mission. He is after our children, and we have to be aware of it. We have to know what is going on. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6, if you want to pull that up. My children don't want to hear what I have to say. If you ever say that or have that thought, that is such an ungodly thought.
that is not of God at all. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, 6, to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We cannot stay silent. We cannot. I am, the Bible tells us that I am the parent. I'm the one. It's my responsibility to tell them the truth. They're not going to hear it in other places. As our society has gone further and further away from the things of God, they're not hearing it. They've taken God out of, out of school. They can't pray at school. They can't do those kind of, they're not hearing it at school. So if they're not hearing it at home and in the church, where are they getting all their information? More than likely, it is from ungodly sources. Another uh, thing that we will get, uh, you know, that the devil will try to tell you is, I'm too tired this week to go to church. How do you combat that? Okay, you tell yourself, and you say it out loud, hey, if it will work, I'd have to go. So therefore, I'm going to church. My children need to see that this is a priority in our home. Hebrews 10, 25, Julie, if you can put that up. It says that I should not neglect meeting together as some people do. It is so important. God didn't put this in the Bible uh, to make it so that we can't sleep in on Sunday morning. He put this in the Bible because he is helping us to know what it takes to stay strong, to stay steady, to stay unshakable. It also, another thought that you might be get, getting is, my kids are so young, it doesn't matter what I do right now. What a lie. What a lie. My kids right now are influenced by my decisions. Right now, when they're young, when they're preschool, before they ever enter into school, the only, the major influence is you. What a great opportunity. There is nothing else that, that influences your children uh, in their early years than you. And so don't squander that time. You know, that's the time where they learn to respect you, where they learn, you know, how is it that you have, you know, a, um, you know, big 13-year-old, I should maybe say 15 because then they go past their, uh, growth spurt. 15-year-old young man that has a short little mom, and yet mom says something and he obeys. Where does that begin? When they're two, when they're 18 months, two, three, four, you know, because that's all they know. When mom says something, I do it, okay? <laughs> you know, because you don't have, as a small, uh, shorter person, you don't have the physical ability to say something to your child and make them do anything when they're 13, 14, 15. But when they have been trained as a, at a young age, this is so important. Your children, they're young. It's important for you. Uh, another lie that he will tell you is, I don't have time to do devotions with my kids. That is a lie. That is such a lie. Five minutes? 10 minutes a day, that, that is the most important use of your time is to do that devotions with your children. Take time to put the word of God into them. Why do you need to do it with them? Because you know what? 
you're training them, you are teaching them to have their own personal time with God. If they don't see you do it, it's easy for them to just like, you know, we, right now we have this thing where we read through um, a chapter a day with the youth and we have this uh, load up devotional that we're using. Why are we doing that? Because it is so important that if they don't learn how to do devotions as children, as young adults, then it is so easy to not do it later on. And also, it is a lot harder to be pushed off what you believe if you've seen it in the Word. If you don't know what the Bible says, you, somebody can say, you know, uh, God is a she. And you're like, oh, I never thought about that. And you ponder it. And like Christina, we, we drove by and we saw the sign that said, she loves you very much. It got, you know, God made you special and she loves you very much. And Christina looked over at me and she said, the Bible says he. <laughs> You know, it's important that, ki that kids know what's in the Bible because there's a lot of thoughts. Obviously, there's people that believe that. There's things that are really strange out there now that goes so contrary to what the Word of God says, and it's believed. And why is that? Did the older women say something to the younger women? <laughs> you know, because honestly, women tend to get a little bit flighty. You can get a little bit flaky sometimes because that's why it's important. Men are a little bit harder. You know, you look at Adam and Eve, he did mess up too. But women are the ones that tend to be influenced sometimes by things. You know, oh, I never, I never saw it like that. And before you know it, they're sliding in some slippery slope of just stuff that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, how could anyone think that that's right? Well, you know what? If you ponder something that's not based on a truth, you can begin to think that it is truth. So we're seeing a lot of things where men are being diminished and women are being promoted. And if you're not careful, the thoughts that are coming from the women are not necessarily super solid based on logic. And I, that's not to put women down because I'm a woman. I think I'm valuable. I'm here today to tell you moms are valuable. Women are valuable. But there's different roles and there's different things. And we, and we do things together as a team. We are all important in the body of Christ. But we want to celebrate what are the strengths of a woman and the strengths of men. And so many times we're competing and then we actually are devaluing what are the strengths of a woman. And so, no, we are very strong and we are very important, but we have to understand that we cannot ponder things that are not based on the word because it will cause us to go down a slippery path and away from the things of God. So as moms, we want to take a stance that there is nothing that's going to come between our children and God. Bottom line. There is nothing. I will not. You know what? Women are stubborn. And I believe God gave that to us for a reason. We were meant to be strong and we were meant to be stubborn. And when you get a stubborn on the right things, wow, we are powerful. 
And so as a mom, we want to get stubborn and say, no, I will not lose my family. I will not let anything else be more important uh, to my children than doing uh, the, the plan of God for their lives. Put that in front of them. There's a plan of God for you. There is something important. You were born with reason, with purpose. It's our job. We see them every day. We have to, the world's trying to tell them at school that they're not as smart as so-and-so or they're not as talented or they're not going on and on, all the things. No, we are telling them God has a plan. You don't have to be as smart. You don't, you have God at your back. You have his ability, his strength. As moms, we are putting that. You know, we, we have this ability to believe the best inside of us. Uh, women tend to be able to believe the best. Um, and it is so important that we hone in on that and believe the best about our children and speak that into their lives because the devil is out there. And he is doing his best to make our children feel insignificant. If he can't take them away from God, he's going to try to silence them. He's going to try to make them feel like they're worthless and that nobody wants to hear what they have to say and that what they're doing is not important. And we are their front at home saying, yes, you are important. Your life does matter. There is a reason for you. You have to uh, just follow after God. And so as moms, we just get stubborn and say, no, you are important. You are significant. And you know, you say, sometimes um, you hear this, well, my kids just aren't interested in the things of God. You know what that means? Your job's not done. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to stay. It just means it's not over yet. You're not dead. You still have time. So you keep putting into them. You keep speaking into them. You keep putting stuff in. You know, our society keeps going more and more away from the things of God. And guess what? It's gotten crazier. Have you noticed that? Things, when you take God out of things, things get a little bit crazy. Uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. The effects of the devil is to make sin seem normal and the things of God seem weird. Have you ever seen that? Oh, you believe that? That's weird. What are you talking about? It's in the Word of God. Of course it's normal. <laughs> we have to get bold and stubborn and say, you know what, I'm not going to slide down this slope. I'm not going to let it infiltrate my home. It doesn't agree with the Bible. So let's look at this. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. This is what the devil is doing. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The devil is blinding. We do not want our children blinded. There are people all around out there that are blinded, and they are shouting, and they are pushing, and we have to realize, you know what? It's not going to come in my home. It is not. It, we give it no place. The Bible says to resist 
resist the devil. We have to realize we're in a war. It is so important. We do not want to lose our children. We do not want that to happen. So we have to do things that cause our children to stay steady and strong. You know, the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, we can't be conformed to the world. You know, there's just so much stuff out there. There's so much pressure to believe things the way that the Bible, or that go against the Bible. That call, that's called being conformed to the world. We do not want to be conformed, but instead, what do we do? We transform our minds. We renew our minds to what does the Word of God says? What does the Word of God say about parents? We are so important. We are so valuable. It is important what we do and what we say. Proverbs 9, 10 says that the beginning of, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You know, we cannot let society pressure us to accept its morals and its values. We cannot accept it. We have to keep running after the things of God because those morals are not motivated by God. Those things are not how he sees things. It is influenced of the devil. And if we realize that that's an influence of the devil, we want no part of it. We want to go the other way. We want to run. Psalms uh, 111.10 says, again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The wisdom of this world is not the wisdom of God. And we have to understand that. A good understand, oh, wait a minute. Uh, we have to run with everything that we have after the wisdom of God. You know, it's so easy to be lulled, to be lulled and to think that, you know, you're living day in, day out. It's so easy to just get lulled into all the things that are influencing at work, at school, um, things that you read in the news, things that you read um, in, you know, that you're hearing on maybe YouTube or whatever that is influencing you. That can become so loud that it makes the things of God seem so small. And we have to be aware that that's the plan. That's, it's, it's on purpose. That is a tool that he is using, the devil is using on purpose to make us as Christians feel insignificant. There was a day when Christian, Christianity was the major influence in the United States. Why is it not today? Why is it not today? Because the devil is after our children. <laughs> he, he has been after our children for years and years and years. And making them feel insignificant, making it embarrassing to be a Christian, making it embarrassing not to know things that the world knows. Oh, you don't watch that show? Oh, you don't listen to that music? You know, they make fun of your kids for that. I've seen it firsthand. They will make fun of your kids. And you're like, really? You want to just get back and say, you're that dumb to listen to it? You know, why can't we be a little bit spunky? You know, as parents, 
you know what, they're the dumb ones, you're not. <laughs> and not that we're putting down people, but I'm just saying we have to push back. We have to let our kids know that it's okay to be different. We are the salt, we are the light. We're not supposed to blend in and be dark like everybody else. No, we're supposed to stand out. And if we're not standing out, guess what? We're sliding in. <laughs> we don't want to slide in with that. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Why do we want to slide in with that? Why do we want to do what he's doing? Why do we want to accept and go along that path? No, we want to stand because God is love. You know, there's not peace, there's not joy, there's not happiness that comes from doing things Satan's way. It's just not there. The peace, the joy, the strength comes from doing things God's way. And we have to instill that in our children. They have to understand, you know, when they feel a little at, uh, out of place because, you know, people are saying certain things and doing certain things. It is so important for us to say it's okay. The Bible, point them to the Bible. The Bible says, you know, they killed Jesus. How much, you know, he's the only perfect person. I've heard it said once. If you were perfect, they'd kill you too. So, <laughs> we're not perfect. And that's okay. That's okay. But why do we purposefully slide in with the world? You see what's going on. They're, they're not happy. They're not content. So why slide in with that? No, let's stand. Let's stand and let's tell our children that it's okay to stand. Now, they can walk in wisdom. They don't need to tell everybody at school that they're stupid or they're missing up or they don't know God or they're going to hell or, you know, all those kind of... We can be tactful. We can be tactful. But at the same time, we don't have to say, oh, yeah, if that's the way you, you know, want to say it, then I'm going to agree 100% with you and say, yay, go team, go. No, we have to understand what team we're on. We have to understand who we are. And if we're not the light, there isn't light. If we're not the light, who's going to be the light? So our children, they're important. They are called to be a light at five, at six, at seven, you know, as parents, we're called to be lights. And what we are putting into our children is a light. It's not just affecting our homes. It's affecting schools. All right, let's look at um, Matthew 6.33. Bible tells us this is what we're supposed to be doing in our homes. We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Everything else, nothing else matters more. This comes back to that second point that I made earlier. If you are in heaven, you don't care about the fun you had on earth. You don't care about how much wealth 
you accumulated. You don't care about the house that you have. What do you care about? You care about that your children are in heaven with you. That's the thing that's important to you. Because you know what? All the stuff on earth, it says in Revelations, is going to be burned up. Going to go away. And then God's going to create a new one that is without sin. And so it is so important today for us to keep that focus, to keep that vision of what it is. You know, God doesn't mind you having nice things. He created the world. He didn't create it in black and white so that everything was dull and boring. He wants you to enjoy the world, the things that he's made. But he doesn't want that to be your focus. He wants himself to be your focus. And so, you know, there are things that I have seen people put as a priority over God. You know, I've seen education, you know, that's sometimes put as a priority over the things of God. Well, you know, we want to uh, make sure that they're very, very educated so that they can get a scholarship, you know, whatever, so that they can get a really good job and do something. So sometimes education is put over um, the things of God. I've seen sports, sports put over the things of God. You know, I really want my kid to get, again, a scholarship, so I'm going to put them in training seven days a week because they have what it takes to be, you know, a Patriot. And, you know, or maybe a Red Sox team. And, you know, do you know how many kids think that? Do you know what has happened? <laughs> that is part of the reason why we're seeing the decline is because we're not putting our children in church and they're not getting the things of God anywhere else and they're not getting it from their coach. So you know what? If they're not getting it from us, if they're seeing that certain things are more important than the things of God, and it is subtle. It is so subtle. It's not something that you're saying, oh, okay, this practice is more important than Jesus. But you know what happens? If you choose the practice over Jesus, what have you inadvertently said is more important? And we have seen a society go that way. We have seen it, and we're reaping the repercussions of it. Because you know what? The older women are not telling the younger women, that's a bad path. Don't go down that way. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to be the result you want when your kid gets older. Uh, let's, another thing that uh, we see that happens, that the devil, a tool of the devil, is he comes into marriages, and he tries to divide, and he tries to uh, separate. Even if you're married, he's still trying to separate, make you so that you don't like your spouse, and they don't like you. And you know what? You can't be a team putting into your children when you don't like the person that you're married to. The devil is a divider. He tries his hardest to come in and divide marriages because he knows if he can get you guys at odd, he's got your children. He's got an inroad to your children. And so we have to be aware of his devices. We have to realize that uh, divorce and division is a tool it's like saying to the devil, come in my front door, sit down, and watch the show. That's what he's 
he's trying to do. He's like, yeah, just open the door for me. Let me come sit down there. Let me see you guys. Oh, this is exactly the way I envision things. So what do we do? We have to be aware. Aware. This is what he's doing. We are not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. That's what's coming in. That's what's trying to destroy. Because if he can destroy the parents, he has broken the home. And if he can break the home, he has more inroads. And so it is so important for us to be aware of his tactics and to be on guard and to push back and say, no, not in my house, not in my house. Well, you know what? It's too late. My feelings are too hurt. I just can't, you know, I can't do it. You're not dead. You can. And the power of God is available and is real today. It didn't go away. And, you know, so there are choices that we have to make. Am I going to believe God's word? His word. God is love. God is in me. Therefore, I can love my spouse. There was something that you liked about your spouse to make you marry them. That's still in there somewhere. It's still there. And so it, it's work to cultivate it, to cherish it, to hone in on the positive instead of the negative. Because you know who's giving you all the negative? It is not God, because God is not the accuser. God is not the one sitting on your shoulder saying, did you see how he did that? I know that he did that because he is just trying to be despiteful. That is not God. Who's giving you those thoughts? The devil. We have to be aware of his tactics. We have to understand where those thoughts are coming from, where those things are coming from. It is so important because if we're not aware, he wins. We do not want him to win. He, God is a God of love. He believes the best. If you have a thought that is something good about your spouse, guess where it came from? <laughs> came from God. So you yield to that thought. <laughs> oh, he's a weasel. That came from the devil. You don't yield to that. <laughs> you certainly don't want to speak it out. Because <laughs> more than likely, your kids are going to hear it. <laughs> in the other room. So it is so important. We have to be aware of the war we are in, of the battle that we are in. It is a fight. It is a fight. And guess what? The Bible says that we win. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 2, 14a, the first part. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. That is a truth. In every single family represented here and online, this is the truth. He leads us in triumph, doing things his way. You know, we were never made a victim. God does not see anyone in this room as a victim. He does not see any marriage in this room or, in, or on site as something that is too difficult that can't be helped. No, what he does see is that he causes us to triumph. We are not victims. We are not losers. 
we are winners in Christ. And that is so important that we see that because when we as parents have that mentality, we will put that mentality into our children. When we see ourselves as overcomers, we will in turn uh, speak those things into our children. In Christ, we always have the victory. You know, Ephesians 6.10, I kind of um, switched those up, Julia. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're not doing, we're not parenting in our own strength and our own ability. We have all fallen short. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes the reason why the older women are silent is because they look back and see the mistakes that they've made. And the older you get, the more mistakes you've made. And so you look back and you can say, nobody wants to hear what I said. I didn't do it right. Well, you know what? You saw the good and the bad and the ugly, and you have something to say. You do have something to encourage the younger people and say, you know what? It is important. What you are doing is valuable. As a mother, what you are putting, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, it's not fun, but it's a season and you're going to get through it. You get to the other side, but boy, it is not fun. And guess what happens to women when they're tired? They get a little moody. Have you ever noticed that? It just happens. And you're just like, oh, and then it's easy to start getting discouraged and the devil's on your shoulder and he's going to tell you, boy, what a mom you are. And you're just like, oh, I know, I'm so terrible. You just listened to the devil and agreed with him. So you have to be on guard. You have to, oh, no, wait a minute. I, no, if you're telling me I'm a bad mom, that means I'm a good mom because <laughs> you're a deceiver. And so that means I'm actually doing something right. My children have heard uh, David and Goliath, and they've heard about uh, Adam and Eve. I'm teaching them things. So devil, you're just upset that I'm telling them stuff in the Bible. And so you're trying to make me feel insignificant, but I'm not. And guess what? We do our woman thing, and we dig our heels in, and we're stubborn. I, I'm so thankful for stubborn women. I hear from women all the time, oh, I just wish I weren't so stubborn, or I wish I weren't so strong. I'm like, really? You need it. Have you ever dealt with your kids? <laughs> Thank God for stubborn, strong women. We need to be stubborn and strong because our kids will try to tell us that, you know, that's not the way to do it, Mom. And that's when you just have to be, you know what, I'm older. I've lived a little longer. I, I know a little, a couple things here and there, you know. So trust me, you want to do it my way. Because if you go and do it your way, you're going to fall off the cliff. And that would not be fun for you. You know, you tell your kids, stop running. If you haven't told them to stop other things, then they may not stop running. But you tell them to stop running. Why? Because you don't want them to run into the street. What's going to happen? They're going to die or get injured if they get hit by a car. It is important. We have insight. We have knowledge of things that a two-year-old running has no clue that there's danger out there. If we are silent, 
If we do not tell our children things, if we do not tell them this is right, this is wrong, and if we do not show it to them from the word, we are setting them up to let this devil that is running at them and fighting come and steamroll them. We have to um, give them the ammunition, give them the things that they need to know, help them to understand what's going on so that they can resist. They have to know. We cannot sit back. If we sit back, we are just watching the devil come in and have a heyday. We have to be active. We have to be aware. We have to be on guard. We have to guard our children's hearts. We have to guard our hearts. It's such a fight because the devil is not playing around. He has a short period of time left and he's doing everything he can to mess things up and we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware and resist. You know, uh, Hebrews 12, 2 says that we look to Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We have to realize that as we push into the things of God, as we go into the things of God, we have something to put into our children. And it is so important that they have those things because it's not friendly out there. I know that there's this deception that's out there that everything is, oh, we're just so loving and accepting. They're loving and accepting to anything except for godly truths. And we have to be aware of that. Our children have to be aware of that so that they can guard their hearts. It doesn't mean that we take a big bully and be mean to other people that don't see the way that we see. No, we love them because God loves them. But at the same time, we don't sit down and just say, yeah, yeah, have your way. You know, we don't let things into our home for a reason. So uh, back in December of 2020, uh, Jim and I had gone um, to, to a kind of a pastor's thing, and then we took a couple days off. And uh, I had been praying, and something came uh, a word, I believe, from God came to me, an exhortation for, um, exhortation for women. And so I'm going to share this with you. Uh, I believe that this, we were made, we are so important. Our role is so important and we have to know our place. We have to know our value. We have to esteem it. We cannot think other people are more important to our families. It is so important what we believe about ourselves, what we believe, the truth that we see. The devil would try to make every single one in here, he will keep showing your shortcomings. He will keep showing how you fail. But you do not look at that. You look to him as you're the author and the finisher of your faith, and you keep pushing back. And uh, December, or this is the word that kind of that came to me. As women of God, we are fighters. We speak the word over our husbands and our children. 
We speak life to our marriages. We speak hope to our husbands. We are helpers and we are full of faith. We train our children in the ways of God and we fight for their souls. We pray for their destinies. We expect, that, uh, we expect to see them run their race in victory. We are not victims ever. We are not victims ever. We are victors, and God causes us to triumph. We were not given a spirit of fear, but of power. We have power to affect our world not for people or for things, but for Jesus. So let us walk boldly in the authority God has given us. So important what we believe. What we see ourselves is so important. You are valuable. What you are putting and speaking into your children is important. If you are still alive, you still have a voice. You don't want to nag, but when you love and you speak the truth, there is a good result.